Psalms chapter 3. Why didn't the Lord give us a good day today? Amen. Good Lord's Day uh, to be here. I'm excited about being in church. I hope that you are. And uh, because I'm saved. If I wasn't saved, I'd get saved today because the Lord could come at any minute and take us out. And by the way, death could come at any time. And I'd want to know that I was ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said over the book of Romans, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We believe in the death or burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 13 said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You trust Him to save you, and He'll do that today. Amen. And so if you're unsaved, I encourage you to come. Psalms chapter 3, joy to be here, but let's begin to read in verse 1. And the Bible says, Lord, how are they increased? that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awake, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone, and thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Say, Lord, you can be seated this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you again for just another time. Uh, to come into your house. We thank you for the opportunity uh, to stand and preach. And Lord, we pray that you have been honored in the singing. Uh, We really wanted you to be blessed in it and praise your name. And Lord, as they sung that special this morning, just want to thank you. Uh, Lord, you certainly have made the good times outnumber the bad. Uh, You have been our best friend, and I thank you for that. And Lord, there may be somebody here today that does not know you as their personal Savior. I pray they'd get saved today. I pray, Lord, that they've come realizing that they're lost and need to trust you. And if they've not, I pray that you'll deal with their heart about that. And Lord, we ask you now for just a little while, help somebody that needs encouragement, maybe direction. And I pray that you'll touch and know us afresh. Help us now with the Word of God. And we'll tell you again that we love you. And Lord, I pray you'd help us preach now. Save that sinner's nearest tale for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I probably preached out of this scripture not uh, uh, too long ago. I've talked about him being the lifter up uh, of our head. But in this passage of scripture here, uh, David is on the run from Absalom. Uh, David's been run off the throne. David is king. uh, uh, And now he is fleeing uh, uh, before Absalom. David is uh, on the run. And, and notice he said that uh, how they increase that trouble me. Uh, he said there be many that rise up against me. Many there be which say in my soul there is no help for him in God. So there is many uh, uh, that is against him. And if I remember I preached on many uh, against one. And let me say this this morning uh, uh, that no matter how many get against us uh, uh, in this world with God on our side. Uh, and by the way, David said that at one time, David said uh, that he is on my side. 
Boy, I'm glad God's on my side today. I'd hate to have him against me. Amen. Uh, but this morning uh, we, we look, he said, there's many there be. Uh, but then he said in verse 3, but thou, Lord, uh, notice what he said. He said, you're my shield, uh, you're my glory, and the lifter up uh, uh, of mine head. Uh, I, I begin to dwell on that and think about that for a minute, Brother Marvin, uh, uh, about how David is talking about this when he's on the run from Absalom. Uh, and you go to the book of Second Samuel chapter 15. Uh, uh, he has left Jerusalem and he's going up, the Bible said, uh, in that chapter. And he's going up the ascent of the Mount of Olives. Uh, and he's barefooted. He's got his head covered. Uh, and he's weeping. And I can imagine uh, uh, as he's on the run from his own son... Uh, who is running off the throne that he's got his head down uh, as he's climbing that mountain and he's weeping and crying. Uh, and here David says in this chapter, uh, but Lord, you're the one uh, that lifted up my head. Uh, how many times have we been in sorrow uh, uh, and been where our head has been bowed down uh, uh, and you've sat down and held your head uh, and your face and your hands and wept, uh, but God come by. Boy, I'm thankful today. Uh, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, uh, but there's been some times uh, uh, that, you, that you've been able to say this, uh, that God has been the lifter up uh, of my head. He's the one that made me shine. Uh, when he's talking about that glory there, uh, and being my shield, he's the one that has protected me. But then he went on to say this, I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me. So he's not only my shield, my glory, and the lifter up of my head, but he's the one that hears when we cry out. I want you to understand something this morning. If you don't know uh, the Lord Jesus, then you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, some people are saved, uh, uh, but friend, you have no relationship uh, uh, with God. It ta- uh, you know what it takes to have a relationship? Spending some time alone together. Amen. Ain't that right? I mean, hey, me and my wife, we have a relationship with one another because we have spent some time together alone and got to know one another and enjoy each other's fellowship. Amen. Can I tell you, it's the same way with the Lord. To have a relationship with Him, you've got to get to know Him. Because see, He already knows you, but you've got to get to know Him. And we do that through His Word. And then we talk to Him through the matter of prayer. And David said, I cried out and he heard me. Ain't you glad that there's somebody uh, uh, that is in heaven today uh, uh, that hears uh, when we cry out? The Bible said in Psalms 18, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried unto my God and he heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears. I'm glad God Hears today. That's why he said, Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy uh, and what? Uh, and find grace to him in a time of need. Preacher, you're just so simple with your thinking that you think you can pray and God's going to answer. Well, sure, he is. Amen. I mean, I just believe in the simplicity of the gospel and I believe in the simplicity of my relationship with the Lord Jesus. I complicate it a whole lot more than what it ought to be sometimes. 
I've prayed at home and I've prayed around this altar and I've prayed in different places and God has heard me and answered me. And I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes you just got to keep praying and keep praying. The Bible talks about in Luke 11 about that importunity over there. Uh, that means that urgent request, that continual pressing. Uh, and sometimes that's how you need to pray. But notice what he said in verse 5. I laid me down and slept and I awakened for the Lord sustained to me. That word sustain means to uphold or to support or to keep from falling. It means to maintain or to bear or to endure without failing or yielding. And David right here in verse 5, and here's why I want to preach for just a little while, is when he said, For the Lord sustained me. Most of us in here that has fought any battles and faced anything in our life would have to say we made it because of the Lord. We made it through. We were sustained. We were upheld. We were supported. We were brought through. I don't know how many different ways you can say that. I mean, listen, it is His power that has allowed us to make it through some hard times. When you're feeling good and everything's going right, you really don't need to be sustained, do you? What do you mean? Well, water helps us and sustains us when we're thirsty and we're becoming dehydrated. Food, when we become, when we run out of fuel, if I can say that, then we need food that will help sustain us. But here, as he talks about everything that he went through, he said, it's been the Lord that has sustained me. I want you to look in verse 5. He said, I laid me down and slept and I awakened. First of all, let me say that the Lord, His power to sustain us, we see in our most vulnerable times. David, if he had to have rest, Think about it. He's on the run from Absalom. Absalom is trying to kill him. He's going to send his army out after him. But yet David is somewhere along this line going to have to lay his head down and shut his eyes and go to sleep. That's a pretty vulnerable time when the enemy's after you. It is in our most vulnerable time, uh, uh, listen, at our weakest times, uh, uh, when God will help us. When we're in grief and sorrow. Y'all with me this morning? All right, just making sure. Help me out now. When we're in grief and sorrow. When uh, listen, I talked about holding, uh, 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 holding your head in your hands, uh, uh, and I mean it's just like the world is falling down around you, uh, uh, and everything's coming to an end. Uh, uh, listen, in grief and sorrow, uh, God can be there, and by the way, God will be there. We we sometimes miss Him uh, uh, because we don't want His help. 
But I think David wanted God's help. I think David uh, wanted God to come by and help him. And let me say this today. I don't know what you're facing uh, or what you're going through or what you're dealing with. Uh, uh, whether it is sorrow, whether it is grief, uh, uh, whether it is depression or despondency. Uh, listen, uh, or just bad times in life. Uh, I do know this, that when we get there, sometimes we want to throw up our hands uh, and quit. So how do you know that? You know how many times over the years I've just wanted to put my hands up and quit? I'm talking, listen, I'm talking to save people this morning that love God and want to live for God. Now you may have already thrown your hands up and quit. You need to come and get right with God. But I'm telling you this morning uh, uh, that even in, in our times of grief and sorrow and depression and despondency and confusion, you ever been in confusion? Scratch your head and want to know why what was happening was going on. Man, I mean, you look up to heaven and you're not sorrowful. You're not grieving. You really ain't in a bad shape. But man, you're wondering what's going on. Lord, what has happened in this situation right here? And if you take your Bible, and I preached so many times out of Psalms 42 over the years. I sound like a broken record. But as David was looking for the Lord, he said, As the heart pineth after the water brook, so pineth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? He just wants to get around God. My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? So day and night he's crying. He said, When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. He said, Look, I went to church. I done what I was supposed to. I got in the choir and sung. I praise the Lord like I was supposed to praise Him. He, and then he asked this question, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise Him for the help of his countenance. It's at our weakest time and our sorrowfulest time and our most confused times. I, I, I mean, David is as he says. He says, "I can't. I can't get to God. I can't find God. I, I want to be near Him. And I want Him to show up and smile on me." Now, let me say this: uh, If you ain't right with Him, He ain't gonna smile on you. Amen. But boy, if you're right with Him. And bad things do happen to good people. We've seen that on Wednesday night. I'm still dealing with that whole situation in the life of Job. But David is on the run and he's got to lay down and he's got to rest and he's at his most vulnerablest time. If that's a word, vulnerablest, at his weakest point. And you know what he said? I, I laid me down and slept and I wakened for the Lord sustain me. You know it's hard it's hard to see God doing something when when we're in that place, ain't, we? ain't it? It's hard to see God moving and it's hard to see God working. It's, it's hard to perceive Him and, uh, and really gather everything that's going on because we're focused more on the sorrow and the confusion uh, and the grief than we are on what He's doing. I mean you don't know what God's doing in the background. 
We don't know how God's working uh, uh, and, and, and fixing things. I, I mean, Job makes a statement in Job 23. Uh, he goes through all that in that chapter and then he says this. I believe it is in verse 10. He said, but when he had tried me, he shall bring me forth his gold. Uh, he realized it was a trial and he knew that he was going to make it through it. It's in our most vulnerable time it's when the enemy likes to come. Uh, the church here, you all have heard me say this a thousand times over. Uh, the devil will kick you while you're down. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil uh, as walketh about as a world on seeking whom he may devour. He's after you. What was it? He told, uh, he told Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. That's what he's wanting to do. And it's when you get in that place, it's when you get there that, that friend that Satan is going to begin to attack you. Uh, uh, and he may be doing that before you get there, but I'm going to tell you, he does not play fair, does not want to play fair, and he ain't going to. I, I, Brother Bob, he's going to homecoming this morning. I want you to take your Bible. He says something on Wednesday night. Take your Bible and go to the book of Judges. And... Brother Bob, he testified this two or three times on Wednesday night talking about how that, uh, that, that the power of Christ rests in us and on us and listen, that we're winners and, and uh, listen, we're not. And thank God for that. Amen. I mean, he, he talks about how to be strong in the book of Ephesians uh, 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 in chapter, is it five? And uh, maybe it's chapter six, how to be strong in the power of his mind. But I want to show you something uh, about Gideon that we look over a lot of times. Uh, in, in Judges chapter 7, God is calling Gideon to go fight. And Gideon is down by the wine press and he's threshing wheat down there because of the enemy. He's, he's hiding from the enemy. Judges chapter 6. Did I say 7 or 6? Don't matter. Judges 6 is where we need to be. So here he is. And the angel of the Lord shows up in verse 11 and in verse 12, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. So he tells Gideon, he says, You're a mighty man of valor, and God is with you. And then Gideon begins to make his argument in verse 13. Verse 14, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites, have I not sent thee? And then he makes his argument again in verse 15 that he is the least of, the, of his family. And in verse 16, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. I begin to consider that. God already told him in chapter 6, Gideon, you're going to win the battle. But boy, it took Gideon a long time to get there, didn't it? But God, he said, have I not sent thee? And he said, I'll be with you. He said, surely I'll be with thee. Boy, ain't that a wonderful promise? He told Joshua, I believe it was, he said, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Boy, when we're having to fight the battle... We can get pretty weak sometimes. And the Lord has to 
help us and sustain us. Jesus will come by and give strength and strengthen our faith. You remember what he told Jairus over there when Jairus came in Mark chapter 5 uh, and said, Wilt thou come and heal my daughter? And he said, I will. And so he goes with Jairus. And in the midst of all that, that woman that had that issue of blood stops him. Uh, uh, and he has to heal her uh, uh, because virtue goes out of his body. And then when they keep going on over to Jairus' house, uh, he said, You know, bother, bother him no more because thy daughter is dead. And as soon as Jesus heard that, here's what he said Be not afraid, only believe. You know what I mean you need to do sometimes? Just believe. We forget how to trust sometimes, don't we? We forget how to lean on Him. It's it's easy to lean on Him when we're living on top of the mountain. It's easy to uh, to lift our head up and say, Boy, everything's good. God's blessed me. He's handling it all today. Ain't He good? It's easy to say that when everything's going right and the bank account's full and everybody's healthy. And everybody's right with God. But boy, when things is kind of falling down around us, it's a little tough sometimes, ain't it? But it's God that comes by and sustains us. Paul talks about when he was coming to Macedonia, he said our flesh had no rest. Kind of like David. David needed to lay down and rest. He said, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings and within were fears. Nevertheless, God, that comforted those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus. He knows what you need. He will sustain us in our weakest times. Number two, He will sustain us when there's nothing else to try. Some of you have sat in the doctor's office and the doctor said... There's nothing else we can do. You've sat in a hospital, whether it was with your wife or with your husband or with your children or with your parents, and you've heard them same words. There's no more doctors to see. There's nothing else to try. This is it. Let me park right. Can I take a can I take a minute and park right here and say doctors don't know everything? Amen. They don't know everything. They just come to the end of their teaching uh, uh, and to the end of their limits uh, uh, and they can give you no more hope. They, uh, there's nothing else we can do. No more treatments, no more pills. Uh, uh, listen, it may come to the place where there's no more money. I thought about the woman that had the issue of blood in Mark 5. The Bible said she spent all that she had to get better, but she, she was none the better but, but only grew worse. There's a lot of people trying to fix their problems without Christ and that's what's going to happen. It's only going to get worse. And that's what she was trying to do. She, for 12 years, she'd had that issue of blood. And let me say this morning, if you're trying to fix your problem I, I, without knowing Him and without living for Him, hey, listen, you, your problem will never get fixed till you get saved. He, he, he's just not going to be your helper. But boy, those that He loves, those that uh, He's paid and embold, uh, uh, listen, He's going to be our helper uh, uh, through it all. Psalm chapter 73. You know, I, as I sat down and I studied this, I kind of wondered who'd be here today. 
And by the way, I, I, not only regular folk or visitors, either one, because I, I, I really don't know what you're going through. Regular folk and visitors alike. I, I don't know what you're going through, but I know one that does. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you've had to face. He knows where you are. Listen, that, that, that we go through weak times and we go through times that um, there's nothing else that we can do. I mean, uh, when it's hard times and heavy times that God's hidden from us, and uh, it seems like there's nothing we can do. Psalm 73, the writer said, Whom have I in heaven but thee? <laughs> Ain't that good? Have you ever just had to look up? I, I'm being honest this morning. Have you ever just... I mean, you're, you, you have come to the end of things. You've come to the end of help. You've come to the end of, uh, of encouragement. You, you've come uh, to the end of your weakness and yourself. I, I, and you looked up and you said, Lord, there's nothing I can do about this. Now, it would be real good if me and you done that before we ever just got to our wits end. But because we're human, we want to work it out. We want to try everything that we can and do everything that we can. When there's nothing else to try. He said, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He is the one that sustains us and takes us through those times that nothing else can. When you get up this morning to morning and more you wished it was night and when it become night you wished it was morning. You ever been there in life? You don't want to see nighttime coming because you're going to have to go to bed. When you go to bed, you're going to have to lay down and think about some things. Ever been there? Ever been there when you get out of bed, when you finally do go to sleep and you do wake up and the sun's peeking through the window, you say, oh, another day I got a face. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I think some of us have been there. But David, he says, when I was in my weakest time, God helped me. When I didn't know how to do what I needed to do, God helped me. There's going to be times you're going to face things and situations that you don't know what to do. All your, all your uh, how can I say this, uh, all your uh, trying and all your ability uh, and, and everything that you've got to do has been exhausted. And it has not worked. And boy, you, you know, that's when God smiles the best. <laughs> it's when me, and you, when me and you can't do anything with it. When me and you can't handle it. Oh, now preacher, I can get, I can get okay. Help yourself, man. Help yourself. But boy, I'll tell you one of the best things you can ever do sometimes is just to crawl up around the altar somewhere. It don't have to be here. It can't be, but it don't have to be. Whether at home, wherever. Boy, and just tell the Lord from your heart, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. I, 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 Lord, I really don't know what to do, but you're going to have to help us right here. 
You're going to have to bring us through this because if you don't show up and smile on us, then we're not going to make it. And you know the things I looked at this and studied on this, I thought the great thing about the Lord, even when we don't know what to do, He does. And even when we don't know what to ask, He does. Romans 8 said, Likewise, the Spirit helped our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Listen, when we don't even know how to pray, God knows what to do for us. Kind of like raising little ones, ain't it? Them, them youngins, they don't know what they need. But you do. I mean, why? Well, your mom and dad. You better know. You better know where to figure it out. Because you know what? They're depending on you to know. You know what I do? I depend on God to move. Sometimes if we're not careful, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll get down and we'll waller in being down. We'll get the muddy grubs, we'll get the sorrow and the grief, I, I, and that's where we want to live at. And you know what happened? You know what I learned one time? Misery loves company. And, and everybody that is in that state, they're in a state of miserableness, they want everybody else around them to be miserable too. I don't think God wants us to be miserable. I, I, I think he knows that, that we have to fight. Here David is. He said, he said I, I laid me down and slept. I awakened for the Lord sustained me. He said, I made it through the night. I, I was preserved because God sustained me. He upheld me. He lifted me up. And then he said in verse 6, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. You know, when we get in grief and sorrow... And we get in them places and we don't know if God's going to show up or not. It's kind of a fearful place to be, ain't it? Because we don't know what to do. You know, as long as I've got some kind of plan. Now this, 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 this is one of my dad's favorite sayings when we'd work on the job. It was, it, it, was, it was plan the work and then work the plan. I live by that motto, believe it or not. It's pretty good. I plan what I need to do and then I work out what I plan to do if all possible. But you know, sometimes they ain't even a plan. They ain't even a plan. And that thing can get fearful. Some of y'all sitting in here, you're letting some things roll through your mind and you know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I'm talking about right now. But some of you all are, going, are facing it right now or you're going to face it next week. And you're going to be like David. And you're going to feel like everything and everybody is against you. And by the way, they were. Now David had some friends that went with him. Thank God for that. But more than that, he had the Lord that went with him. But he said, I'll not be afraid. Why? Because he said, Arise, O Lord, in verse 7, and save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone, that thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. God was on his side and was going to take care of things. I love, I love it when I get on the other side of it. It's not any fun when we're in the middle of it. It's not any joy... 
when we're wondering if God's really going to do something, when we're wondering what He's going to do, if we look over in the book of Psalms chapter 73, I think I quoted part of this just a few minutes ago. Verse 25, whom, I have in he- whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So he is the one that, listen, even though we fail at things, even though our flesh and our heart fails inside of us, he said, but God's my strength. And he's my portion. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish, but has destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. Well, look in verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to draw nigh to God. Was it in the book of James that he said, draw nigh to him and he'll draw nigh unto you? That's a promise, by the way. And it's also conditional. But in verse 28, he said, I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. So you, you, know, you know what he said? He said, look, he, he said, who do I have in heaven besides him? Nobody. It's God that has upheld me. It's God that has took care of me. When my heart and my flesh failed me, it was God that seen me through all of it. And he gets down to the very end of it. And you know what he says in verse 28? He says, it's good for me to draw near. And he said, I put my trust in him that I may declare all thy works. Now you know when you get on the other side of that thing, let me ask you this. You may not be on the other side of it. You may be where David was when he was talking about folk against him and, and, and he needed to be sustained. In other words, he needed God's upholding power. He needed God to come and do something for him that he could not do himself. That may be where you're at today. But you know what David said right here in Psalm 73? He, he said that I may declare all thy works. I think it's good for you to tell what God's done for you. One, it's good for you to remember. Amen? Amen. That, that's how I make it through some days is I remember what God has done for me. I can look back. I don't live in the past, but I remember the past and I think back, hey, God moved right here. I remember praying some prayers on this altar right here in this very corner and it wasn't long until I seen God do some things that I'd ask Him to do. I remember praying some things at the house in my study. Uh, down there in the floor of my study, I remember talking to him and, and him coming by. I remember one time I was praying. I was in the middle of praying. And it's like God was knocking me on top of the head. I was asking him about some things that me and him had already talked about. <laughs> and and I, remember, I remember this. And it's like, have you not already asked me this? Yeah. I mean, the prayer was basically answered and now I was asking God, do you really want it to happen this way? Are you really okay with this? And he's like, have you not been asking me to do this? I don't know if God talks to you like that or not, but I think he talks to me like that sometimes. That poor dumb preacher down there. When I do move, he wonders about things. Boy, ain't that something. But notice right here, he said that I may declare all thy works. It's good for us to remember. 
what he's done. It's good for us to remember on good days, but it's good for us to remember when well, we are struggling again, when, uh, when, when, when we are in a bad place, when we're not in the, uh, 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 the, 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 the lively place where we feel like worshiping God or where we uh, think that the world is in a, uh, where we're doing good. Let me say it that way. But we're looking at everything around us. And we're wondering how much worse it could get. It's good to remember. Now I don't know if God's ever helped you or not. But He's helped me. It's good for you to tell it. Because there's some people needs to hear that. There's some people need to know who you were. And what God brought you through. He said, I will declare. He said, I'll trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. It's God that sustains us and brings us through. What about you? Maybe you need His sustaining power today. Maybe you feel like quitting or you want to quit or you have quit. But I know God come by and help. What was it? Psalms chapter 37. The steps of a good Lord, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. That's what God does for us. I don't know what you need this morning, but boy, God sure does us by our head this morning.